Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Southern Cannibal presents The Dinner Table The following are true scary stories taken directly from my channel. YouTube.com slash Southern Cannibal. This is episode one. I hope you enjoy. I moved from home about two years ago, but before then I was living in an old house with my family. No one believed me until there was evidence, but my family still lives in this house. It is placed next to an old church that is abandoned, so it was pretty creepy when we first bought it. The washer and dryer were in the basement, so ultimately I couldn't avoid it like I wanted to. It was always really creepy even when you were down there with someone else. It just felt like eyes were burning into you. There were some off happenings. There was food disappearing. Doors would be left open that had been closed before, and clothes would be missing. There were also footsteps audible from the basement. So, when I finally moved out, you can only imagine how happy I was. I need to tell you a little layout of the basement so that this will all make sense. There was a garage door and a normal door right next to it. The washer and dryer was the opposite of the door and the garage door. The stairs were right next to the doors and there was one giant hole in the wall. My mom told me about what had been found in the hole in there about a month after I had moved out. There was a pile of old clothes and cotton matted down as though someone had been sleeping on it. There were also clothes that had been missing, empty food containers, and broken markers used as utensils. But the person grew ballsy and started taking forks, spoons, even actual plates. We figured they were getting in through the garage doors since it had been broken and didn't lock. So, to avoid it happening again, my stepdad boarded up the garage door. Flash forward about two months' time. My mom was about to give birth to my little brother who's 20 years younger than me. Anyway, I was laying on the couch watching TV. My stepfather had boarded up the garage door like I said. I had then heard someone trying to yank open the garage door very violently. I wasn't really sure what was going on at first. So naturally, I was screaming because I didn't know what else to do. I called my stepfather and then I called the police and they searched around the house but they never found anything. I'd also like to add that the dryer wasn't on at the time, so it definitely wasn't that. After that night, we haven't really felt the same about the house, but we haven't had too much happen since. So, to end a long story, person who was creeping around my mom's basement that I never found out who you are, please stay away from us. For some context, I was 22 years old when this happened. I'm a female, 
and this happened when I was a senior in college. During my senior year in college, I was following a particular politician and was going to rallies and other events in my spare time. Me and my friends were having a ball, and we absolutely loved being involved. One particular rally I went to was in the city. My friends and I took a train, and we really enjoyed ourselves. On the way home back to our university, I noticed a guy that was sitting across from us that I had recognized from campus. He was pretty attractive, and I remember seeing him around as we must have had some mutual friends. I said hi to him, and to my delight, he also recognized me as well. We spoke for a few minutes and discovered we were both at the very same rally. By the end of the train ride, he asked me for my phone number. I remember thinking, wow, an attractive guy and we have some things in common. I gave him my number, but I didn't really think much past that. About a week later, I received a text from him. He asked me if I was free this weekend and if I would be interested in meeting up and having a drink. This particular time was during a break from school, so there wasn't too many people around. For whatever reason, I had chose not to go home. In my naive mind at the time, I thought to myself, great, I have my place all to myself. I meet him at our local bar and we have a few drinks. It was pretty quiet for a Friday, as it was break time, and after about an hour or two, I decided to leave. I invited him back to my place for a bottle of wine and to hang out some more. He wound up staying the night and then leaving in the morning. But when I woke up, for whatever reason, I had this really uneasy feeling. Nothing bad had happened per se. I just didn't really like how things had went. I felt like he was so serious, not laughing or smiling the entire evening that we spent together. Although he always had a drink in his hands, I realized he wasn't really drinking them. The entire evening, he was kind of shifty and nervous. The only way I can describe it is like he was on a mission and waiting for something. These were all red flags to me. I felt bad, but I was just not interested in this guy anymore. To my relief, he didn't text me for a while after that, and I assumed he came to the same realization that it just wasn't a good match. That is, until about two to three weeks later. He writes me a message telling me that he's been really busy, but that he wants to meet up this weekend and catch up with me. This particular weekend, my older sister was having a large party for her husband's birthday at their house and a few towns away. A few of my friends and I were going, and there was always a very large group of people at their parties. About 50 to 60 at least. Now, let me be clear. These parties were not your typical get-wasted-and-stay-up-till-the-cops-get-called type of college parties. They were more of an adult-type party, given my sister's husband is fairly older than us. Don't get me wrong, there was plenty of drinking going on, and they were still very fun, just more of an adult-type barbecue with day drinking. Me and my two girlfriends were going to spend the night as I was going to drive there, but obviously we would be drinking. The party started early at around 12 p.m. Against my better judgments, I invited him to the party, thinking it couldn't hurt. I gave him the address and time. He seemed very interested and he agreed to come. The day of the party was actually a lot of fun, and my friends and I were having a blast. 
I must admit though, I did have a sinking feeling, and I wasn't looking forward to seeing the guy. Then, to my absolute and utter relief, I get a text from him saying he will be unable to make it. I could finally relax and enjoy the party. By about 12am, everyone is exhausted from a day of full-on drinking, and the party is now winding down. Most of all of the guests have gone home except for my friends and I and a few other guys. Friends of my sister's husband who were also sleeping there. And of course my sister and her husband. My sister has one guest room which was taken and a fully carpeted and finished basement. We had various blankets and pillows and we were all going to sleep down there on the couches or pretty much anywhere that you could lay. As I'm about to go down to the basement and get ready for sleep... The man walks through the front door. No knocking, no text, no anything. Just confidently walks straight into the house. I don't know why, but my initial reaction was fear. I pretended to be happy to see him, and I gave him a small hug. I asked him why he was there, to which he never really gave me a real response. All of the lights were out, and everyone was gone. I was gesturing around and hinting at him that the party was over and that he had missed it. I felt really bad that he had made the effort and decided to speak with him for a few minutes before I went to bed. We talked. I told him I was going to get ready for bed and that I'm really sorry he missed the party. He then says, Yeah, it's fine. Well, this dude is just not getting the hint to leave. I leave the room and go to change out of my clothes and set myself up for bed, brush my teeth, etc. I'm just really hoping that he'll leave, but I don't hear any movement from the other room. When I come back to the living room to check and see if he's actually still there, well, he is, and he's asleep on the couch. I obviously found this strange, but just assumed it was late and that he must have been really tired. He didn't seem out of place, as there were various other people sleeping at the house as well. I went to the basement and found myself a place to sleep on the floor. About 30 minutes to an hour later, I'm lying on the floor still awake, thinking about how weird it is that he showed up. It's pitch black and there are a few other people sleeping there, including my friends. I hear someone in the dark slowly coming down the stairs. I see that they're holding a cell phone light to guide them. As the figure reached the bottom of the steps, I see that it's him. Now, he has never been to this house that is in a nice suburban area, and I did immediately think that it's weird that he would randomly be walking through a house of a person that he doesn't know. I pretended to be asleep. As I lay there frozen, I suddenly feel a tap on my shoulder. He doesn't say a word. He's over me and trying to wake me up. I don't move and I just pretend to be asleep. I lay there in the dark silence and I'm listening for his footsteps to walk away. I can tell that he's holding a light over me. Then, with no warning, this man takes a step back and with his boots on, kicks me full force in the face. I'm not talking about a little tap with his foot to wake me. No, full force boot kicks me directly in the face. My face goes numb. I don't know what just happened. I can feel blood running down my nose. I open my eyes and look at him, and all I can remember saying is something along the lines of, Why did you do that? He just stared at me blankly and didn't really say anything. Turned around and walked back up the steps. 
I just lay there paralyzed in fear. My heart is beating a million times a minute. I don't know how long it was until I garnished up the courage to get up, but eventually I army crawl in the dark over to my friend. There was another man that was near her who wakes up as well, and I explained what had happened. We're all half drunk, dazed and confused, to say the least. I can't stay in this basement. I know he left, but I was just so scared. My friend and the other guy offer to take me upstairs so I can sleep in my sister's room. I go into my sister's room and lay next to her bed on the floor. I shut the door right behind me, but unfortunately there was no lock. I don't know how, but eventually I finally fall asleep. At some point in the morning, I then wake up to my sister leaning over me. She asks, What happened to your face and why the heck are you in my room? Right as I'm about to answer her, my friend who had helped me the night before comes flying into the room. She then tells us that the guy is still there and he's asleep on the couch. She then runs out and I can hear her screaming at him to get up and get out. I hear him arguing back and asking where I am. My friend then tells him that I've left and then he begins arguing that he knows my car is still there, so he knows I haven't left. I have no idea how he knew which car was mine as he had never seen it before. He also mentioned that I hadn't taken my purse. Eventually though, he finally leaves. After that night, he wrote me a message a few days later as if nothing had happened, asking me to hang out yet again. I then blocked him, and after that, I never really heard from him ever again. I actually graduated only two months later, and thankfully, I never even saw him on campus again. To this day, I have no idea why he kicked me in the face and how he had the balls to stay after that. I have definitely learned my lesson about giving out my phone number. I still have no idea why he kicked me in the face and what the hell was wrong with him, but I just hope I never encounter him again. When I was around 8 years old, we moved into a new house. It wasn't old, but it wasn't a fairly new build house either. Maybe built around the 60s. Everyone got their own room and this was the first time I was on my own. I thought I was a big shot. A little background. I'd like to call myself somewhat of a sensitive. Ever since I was a child, I could always feel the sense of something or someone around when no one else could. Fast forward to when I was nine. It was the first year in the house. I could feel the presence of something in there, but I never really thought anything of it considering it wasn't too negative. There were three rooms that I didn't really like being in because the energy felt somewhat dark. The basement, the bathroom, and the attic. I didn't really mind being in the basement whenever I had friends over, but whenever I was alone, I couldn't be in there for more than five minutes without getting the feeling like I was being watched. In the bathroom, there was a cabinet that was very deep. You could literally fit two grown men in there, and I never understood why it was so big to begin with. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. 
LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. But it just didn't feel right, and I would often feel drawn to just go look inside and stare for a few minutes, and I would get a very uneasy feeling. The attic, on the other hand, was a different story. I never ever opened it. I kept the door shut at all times. Something was up there, and it didn't want company. One night I was laying in bed, and it was around 2.45am, when I heard footsteps in the hallway. I assumed it was just one of my brothers coming home from a night out with friends. My bedroom door was open, so I looked to see if anyone was rocking around. I stared for about what seemed like 10 minutes and no one went by. I got scared, so I decided to wait it out. As my eyes adjusted to the dark, I thought I had seen a human-like shape in the corner of my bedroom. I thought it was just my eyes playing tricks on me, so I just tried to turn over and go back to sleep, but I felt like I was being watched. Now, in a nine-year-old's mind, it's the boogeyman. So I quickly hopped out of my bed and tried to run into my mom's room. Her room was only two doors down from mine. In order to walk out of my room, you have to pass a wall that was somewhat slanted. In order to do this, you have to walk sideways. As I did this, I felt two hands pressed down on my shoulders. I immediately froze in fear. I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. I was just a prisoner to my own body. Then all of a sudden, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. In my ear, clear as day, I heard heavy breathing, and it did not sound human. My eyes widened, and then I felt the pressure lift off of me, and I could move again. I ran so fast down the small hallway into my mother's bed. That whole night, I kept hearing someone walk back and forth in the hallway, but I absolutely refused to look through the doorway. When I tell you I didn't sleep that night, I mean, I didn't sleep that entire week. The next morning, I walked into the hallway and just so happened to look up. The door to the attic was wide open. I asked my mom was she up in the attic and she said no and that there was no reason that it should have been open. My stomach just felt like it was in my throat. I knew whatever was in that attic was in my bedroom the night before, just watching me. I'm thankful I got up and out of bed when I did, because if I didn't, I don't want to think what were to happen. I'm 22 years old now, and I can still remember that night as if it were yesterday, and I still can't sleep with the lights off. So, to whoever or whatever grabbed my shoulders that night, let's never, ever, and I mean ever, meet again. My dad's job requires him to go inside people's houses. He has been in thousands of apartments and houses, so I asked him what was the weirdest or creepiest thing that he's ever saw or experienced. My dad arrived early at this apartment complex around 7am because he had to go through every apartment doing some maintenance starting from the basement. He entered a laundry room located in the basement where there was a man around his 50s wearing a nice white shirt with a tie, suit pants, but no shoes, and he had a green tarp in his hands. 
He thought it was kind of weird, but just ignored it since it wasn't any of his business. Later that day, he left and went to a local coffee shop to spend his break, and when he came back to work there, there were police cars surrounding the area. Out of curiosity, he asked one of the police officers what was going on, and turns out there was a homicide that had been committed. My dad then asked if what he saw was related to the crime, and boy was it. After the police interrogation, they told him that the man without shoes stabbed his mother to death in his bathtub, wrapped her in a tarp, and then dragged her outside. The police actually caught him dragging his dead mother in the backyard. Of course, they didn't let my dad do this job in the murderer's apartment until after a proper investigation. A while goes by and dad gets to go there and finish what he was doing. He felt really uncomfortable doing plumbing and other maintenance in a house where someone got brutally murdered, especially in a bathroom with a bathtub full of dried up blood. Every time I tell this story to people, it always gives me the creeps. There's a man that hangs out at my work who, until lately, I had defended as harmless. Now, I work at a gym, and this man has a membership, but doesn't really work out. It's like he just comes to be social. He sits, drinks coffee, and tends to bug people. He is clearly mentally handicapped, and very hard to handle. He's around 50-something years old, and wears short shorts and tight tank tops way too small for his body. And he loudly and obnoxiously repeats himself over and over. He gets frustrated and said, You know what I mean. It's really complicated. I can't explain it. After showing no sign of not understanding him or even after we have learned to clarify, I've been told many times that I'm the only person in the place that has any patience left for him, so I'm always very kind to him. Or at least I try. Whenever people complain about him, which is often since he randomly talks to people all over the gym, I usually always tell people that something isn't right with him, and that I know he's irritating, but honestly he's harmless, and I don't think he has anyone in his life. Here lately, he's talked about every young girl that works there, told a story about a 17-year-old that he met the other day, and how she was attractive and he literally thinks every girl is hitting on him when they politely respond to something he says or when anyone is even kind to him. Our gym has a pool, so the lifeguards wear swimsuits, although they are one-piece and not at all revealing. He started making comments about the lifeguards in their swimsuits. They're all about 20 to 23 years old. He's talked about asking out every female manager or saying how he thinks one of them really likes him just because they were kind to him or something casual. He also makes up stories about employees telling him they're interested in him which I know because I asked her and she flat out denied it and had no idea where he ever got that idea from. The most recent complaint I got about him was actually from a male member that travels and drives a semi and parks it in our lot once a month when he travels and sleeps for a while before he comes in to work out. He said that this man in question has been very, very creepy to him lately, standing outside staring at him while he's in the truck or sitting in his car watching him. Even if he has to get in his car and turn it around to face him to watch him, for hours at a time. His topic of conversation while talking to me last night? How much he would like to get a gun. <laughs> 
So I guess nothing really has actually happened, but this guy is really creeping us all out, and we're not really sure how to handle it. So I live in a small rural town in the southeastern United States. Because of my work schedule, I have a membership at a 24-hour gym in my town. As a member, you're giving a key fob that you wave in front of a sensor so you can work out anytime you want, which is quite typical with most gyms. The gym is in an old shopping center. The shopping center is located on a desolate stretch of road that takes you out of town and into the interstate. There's absolutely nothing but trees and hills for a five-mile radius. Add to that the busted spotlights, and this gym can be pretty creepy after dark sets in. Anyway... One night at around 1am, I'm in the gym working out on a weight machine and doing my thing. I'm all alone with only the sound of the air conditioner and my breathing to accompany me. A very young woman walks up to the door, waves her fob, and then enters. She immediately goes to the treadmill. I nod my head and continue working out. I think she must have been nervous being in the gym late at night with a big guy lifting weights. But very soon, we would be united forever through a very weird and creepy experience. A guy dressed in jeans and a t-shirt came up to the door. He knocked on the glass and smiled at me and the young lady on the treadmill. I watched as she stopped and walked towards the door. He was very clean cut and didn't look too threatening, but he was smiling way too hard. Hey, can you let me in? I forgot my key, he said. The girl walked over to the door. I couldn't believe she was going to let him in. I don't think that's a good idea, I said. Huh? Why not? She replied. He doesn't even have on workout gear, I said. That seemed to make her stop and actually think about the situation. I'm sorry, I can't, she said to the man. He stopped smiling. Let me in. Don't be a bitch. He said. He said it so viciously the woman shuddered like she had been shot. What? She asked. Open the door! He then screamed. He began to pound on the glass as hard as he could. I then got up and I told him I'm calling the cops. He then stopped. I'll be wiping your blood off my hands before they even get here. I pulled my phone out and dialed 911 immediately. The man then ran away. The woman was freaking out, but I tried to calm her down. The cops showed up and we gave statements when we finally left and went to my truck. Her car and my truck were the only vehicles in the parking lot. Both of our tires had been completely slashed. So, to that crazy man who was going to do God knows what to us once he got into the gym... I really pray and hope that neither one of us ever encounters you ever again. Before I begin with this next one, it is kind of told in a different way. More of the victim calling out to their predator. Now that that's out of the way, I'll continue. Hey weirdo at the gym, I just wanted to let you know that I see you. You're noticed. I see you almost every day in the morning. 
I notice you abandon whatever machine you had already started on to move behind me. I see you when you follow me through my weight regiments, and I know you've seen me working out with my fiancé. You've even seen us kiss at the gym. We've noticed you leave with us and walk past our car only to watch you walk back the way you came because you didn't park near us. I even seen you pull up your camera when I'm working out in compromising positions. And I saw you today start to follow me towards the locker room. And I saw you turn away when another woman followed. I saw you panic when I stopped at the desk on my way out and whispered close to the female attendant. I don't know if reporting you will deter you from whatever you want with me, but weirdo at the gym, stay away from me. I'm going to be joining a new gym very soon, and hopefully I won't ever have to see your face ever again. I was maybe 15 or 16 years old, living in what I thought was a very safe neighborhood in Northern Virginia. I'm a pretty tall girl, so I also never felt like an easy target. Dumb, I know. It was approximately 8pm and since I was a little chunky at this age, I was pretty embarrassed to walk to the gym in the daylight. I was extremely self-conscious to where I'd only want to go to the gym at night so less people would be there and it was less likely I'd see someone from my school. The walk is approximately 20 minutes from my house to the gym. I guess the gym closes early on Saturdays because as I walked up to the doors of the gym, I realized it was closed. All of the lights were still on, so I went up to see the doors to peer inside and read the hours. As I turned around to make my way back home, there was a man walking directly towards me as if he was going into the gym as well. I didn't really think anything of it and just gave the polite smile and mumbled hello, and he smiled back at me. He also wasn't wearing workout clothes, which was kind of weird. I made my way out of the parking lot, crossed the busy intersection, and began walking along the busy road to get to my neighborhood. Since this path has a lot of bike riders on it and I'm listening to my iPod, I look over my shoulder every minute to see if a bike is coming so I can step out of the way. Since this path in question has a lot of bike riders on it and I'm listening to my iPod, I look over my shoulder every few minutes to see if a bike is coming so I can step out of the way if it is. The first few times I looked over my shoulder, no one was there, but eventually when I looked over my shoulder, that exact same man I saw when I was walking away from the gym was about a hundred feet behind me. It immediately struck me as very strange. What was the chance he was going the same way as I am? At this point I was at the entrance for my neighborhood and I took a turn into the neighborhood. I had already taken out my headphones at this point so I could listen behind me. I was running through scenarios in my head of what I should do. I quickened my pace and tried to hurry home. I looked over my shoulder again and he was still following me. At this point I knew for sure I was now being followed. There was absolutely no way that he lived this way too. I kept walking quickly and my head was still racing on what to do. Just then, I heard footsteps running behind me. Everyone always says that it's fight or flight time and for some weird reason, my brain chose fight and I immediately spun around. To my surprise, it was actually just a local runner dude that happens to be in my neighborhood that I've seen many times before. 
I must have had a terrified look on my face because he gave me such a weird look when he ran past me. My heart was racing now. As the familiar runner guy passed me, I looked behind me again and the man following me was still there. I immediately felt stupid and thought that I missed my chance with telling the runner guy that a man is following me. Just then, right at that moment, I then see a woman walking her two dogs. I immediately start speed walking over to her. She's on the opposite side of the road, so I start crossing the road to get over to her very quickly. I look over my shoulder one more time, and the man is gone. The woman then gives me a polite hello, and I immediately start sprinting home. I'm pretty sure that he thought whatever he was going to do wasn't a good idea anymore because there was way too many people around. Whatever the case, I'm really glad he didn't do what he had set out to do. This happened about six months ago. I was 21 years old, and I'm also female. My ex-trainer is a middle-aged man, possibly in his late 30s to early 40s. I had a friend who used to be a police officer. I mainly knew him because he used to be my driving teacher. He told me he lost a lot of weight from his personal trainer nearby where I also happened to live. I felt that I could really trust my friend's word because I thought he was a good judge of character and he did have really good results. I aspired to become muscular and lean. I wanted to look like a bodybuilder. It was something that I wanted for a really long time and I've been looking for a personal trainer for a while. Shortly after, my friend then gave me his information. I was very busy most of the day with my full-time job, so I decided to schedule appointments at 4am. My friend shows up at that gym around that time as well, so I felt pretty comfortable going at night. I went in and my friend wasn't there yet. The trainer gave me a tour of the gym and he seemed very friendly and like an okay guy. He was a tall, large man, but he didn't look very muscular. I found that kind of odd, but brushed it off and remembered my friend's results. We sit down and we go over a plan, and he recommends that I take a before picture, preferably in a bikini, and that I only show it to him if I want to. I was slightly uncomfortable with that comment, but just assumed I was being oversensitive and that he was just doing his job. I happened to see a picture of his wife and kids on his desk. That calmed me down a bit. There was no way he could possibly be interested in me if he's married. I thought to myself. I worked out for a couple of months and grew to trust him more and more. I even opened up to him about why I aspired to become muscular. I just really want to be able to defend myself. It was like he was trying to build an emotional bond with me. Now that I look back on it, that's pretty unprofessional but at the time, I just thought he was being nice. Well, I started to struggle with money. I felt that I couldn't afford him anymore. I wasn't even where I wanted to be yet, and I haven't really even learned much. He charged a dollar a minute or $60 an hour, and I really didn't realize how expensive that was at the time because I was ignorant. I'd also like to add that my boyfriend didn't really like him. He was a power lifter and he thought that my trainer was a complete idiot and was overcharging me. 
He mainly thought this because of some of the exercises that my trainer told me to do. I started to want to quit, but I also didn't want to lose the muscle that I'd gained. Well, I made a plan to quit once my boyfriend would be able to have enough time to teach me, or at least until I could work out independently. I mentioned to my trainer that I was struggling with money and that I was planning on canceling soon. He gave me an offer. He said that if I cleaned his gym once a week, I'd get a free session every week. He told me that he has other women clean his gym for free sessions. It wasn't just me. I stupidly accepted. My friend also started going to the gym at different times, so I didn't get to see him anymore. I wasn't struggling with money as much since I started cleaning his gym. My trainer was there. It was at night time and I was alone with him most of the time other than the occasional client that would come in for training. I would usually train with him right after I finished cleaning his gym. He told me I should start wearing shorts and a tank top so that he could see my progress. Now, I felt very uncomfortable with that and I didn't comply. I kept wearing my baggy pants and t-shirts. He kept bringing it up. That's when I started to feel really weird about things. I then decided I should probably move on. I was still really struggling with paying for him, and even though I really wanted my dream body, I just couldn't afford him any longer. I could barely afford food. I didn't see the point in working out hard in the gym if I couldn't get proper nutrition. I then told my trainer about my concerns. He then made a really weird offer. He offered to make everything completely free, and he wanted to take me to the grocery store to show me how to shop. I'd also like to add that he offered all of this for free. He also even added extra workout days during the week. It really sounded like it was too good to be true. Almost like there was a catch. I told him he can just give me a grocery list instead, but he persisted on going with me, and once again, that I should wear shorts and a tank top. He then said, We could even go and get a bite to eat afterwards. And that's when I felt things were really weird. I mentioned this to my boyfriend and he told me that was extremely unprofessional and he told me to cut contact with him right away. And I did. I blocked his number and never came back. I still have to drive by that gym on my way home from work. Every time I do, I feel gross. I don't really think I could do anything about what happened. He didn't really break any laws that I know of, and he owned the place. I don't see much of my ex-cop friend anymore, and I work out on my own now. My boyfriend and I are still together, and I'm doing much better now that I've stopped seeing that personal trainer. But to this day, it still really creeps me out whenever I think about it. I'm a 16-year-old male, and I don't really partake in any kind of sports. I'm a computer programmer, gamer, and avid comic book slash movie enthusiast. That being said, to compensate for my lack of physical activity, I usually work out at least four times a week to maintain a good physique. I have a membership at my local 24-hour gym. I started going about two years ago. It's a pretty big establishment. They have multiple floors, but I usually spend my time in the main floor which has a spacious room with all of the workout equipment you could want. 
I usually do a full body workout when I go, so I tend to use all of the equipment. That being said, about last week, this all started. After I finish my cardio, I go down to the padded area where people typically do their ab workouts, and I get started going through my routine. I'm in the middle of doing my plank, and I noticed a guy staring at me. He was on my right and was wearing sunglasses, so I gave him the benefit of the doubt and I wrote it off as him looking at something else, as I couldn't see his actual eyes. After I proceed to my next exercise, he quickly leaves my head until I get to doing my squats. That's where he is very obviously staring at me. His head was turned in my direction. There was nothing else to look at. I give him the benefit of the doubt yet again. Maybe he was just thinking about something. That thought was completely diminished when he then came over and without solicitation, he touched me, proclaiming that I wasn't doing my squats right which I of course knew was complete bullcrap. I'd like to add that at this point, he had his hands on my glutes. Let me also say that I am very clearly underage. I do not look a day over 15. Everything about this situation was just wrong, and I knew it. I was honestly pretty paralyzed over it. After I snapped out of it, I then thanked him and told him that I got it. He then smiled with the most perverted and creepy smile I'd ever seen. He goes back to his area and continues to stare me down like a hawk stalking its prey. I very stupidly don't report him and don't tell anybody about the situation. I was extremely creeped out nonetheless. I go back the next day and I pray that he isn't there, but lo and behold, I see him sitting around with his creepy sunglasses. When he sees me, he then smiles creepily at me and waves. I don't reciprocate this at all. I wanted to avoid all confrontation with this guy. Anyways, I do my cardio without incidents and when I get to the padded area, he is not there but in the middle of my workout, the guy plops down next to me and then asks, Hey buddy, how often do you come to the gym? I was honestly startled, and I responded with a slurred, um, whenever I can. I put my earbuds back in, in hope that would give him the signal that I didn't have any interest in conversing with him. I start doing my push-ups, and out of the corner of my eye, the creep is just laying there analyzing me. He then decided to give me an anatomy of the bicep. He started touching my arm. He was almost caressing it. I just kind of awkwardly said, Okay. I was trying to be as cordial as possible since I didn't want to retaliate and potentially mischaracterize him. I go to this gym often and I didn't want to develop a reputation. He then started putting his hand towards my genitalia and that's when I sprung up and immediately left. The people around me looked concerned and one woman went up to me and asked if I knew this man to which I then replied, No, I don't. I still don't report the guy, as I feared that I misconstrued what he was doing, and maybe he really was just trying to help. The next couple of times I went, I didn't see him at all, but yesterday is when things escalated to a point to where I knew this guy had malicious intentions. I am back at the ab workout area, and the guy doesn't confront me at all, 
but he has his phone pointed at me in a very suspicious way. It looked as if he was trying to take pictures of me, of recording me. I was freaked out, but I couldn't say anything because for all I knew he was reading an article or something. I was very unsettled, but just continued my workout. This isn't even the worst part. After my workouts, I go to wash my hands in the locker room. People in there have a tendency to walk around naked, which I find to be really repulsive, but there's no rule against it. So this sick creep is in the locker room, and I curse myself under my breath. While I'm washing my hands, the bastard comes up literally right behind me and then says, After working out, you should shower. Come with me. I'll help. I tell him to screw off and that I'm reporting him to the gym and the police. Everybody else in there hears this, and I don't know what happened to him after I left, but I hauled ass as quick as possible. I do act according to my threat, and I report him to the gym, but I didn't have a name, and there are no cameras in the locker room, so the only evidence I have is him touching me in the gym. I tell my father, and he is infuriated. My father goes to the same gym, and when I described the guy to him, my father said that he recognized who I was talking about. He told me that the guy is always talking to younger people in the gym, and it's always creeped him out. Well, that's all for now. We're going to file a police report pretty soon, and I will post as soon as there are further details. Update. The last few times I went to the gym, I didn't see this guy. His gym membership was promptly suspended and the police report is still pending, so it will be a little bit before we get a response. But that didn't deter him from sticking around the area. Let me just quickly say that this gym is in a shopping plaza, and there's a lot of restaurants everywhere outside, and also lounge chairs for people to sit in. Why this is significant is because I noticed the guy sitting on a bench directly outside the gym, and I kid you not, on my way into the gym, this guy waved at me. An extremely important detail that I stupidly left out of the original story was that I have mild Asperger's. Therefore, I can come across as socially awkward sometimes, and this instance was no exception. As a matter of fact, it was worse. I just ran into the gym and reported that the same guy was outside waving at me. They called security, but in an almost instant fashion, he was gone before they could get him. I will probably update when I have more details, but for what it's worth, I really hope I don't meet this guy again. I decided to use a Starbucks gift card that I got for Christmas this one morning before class. I live in a college town, and I wanted to go to the Starbucks closest to campus so I wouldn't be late to class. This one that we have doesn't have a drive through window, so I had to walk in. When I walked up to the front door, there was a man and a woman that were sitting at the outdoor table and they both made eye contact with me. I remember just thinking that it was kind of odd because they both looked me up and down. Plus, it's like 30 degrees and there were clearly some open chairs inside. Come to think of it, they didn't even have drinks or anything. I walked inside and ordered my drink like normal, but I could still feel them staring at me through the front window. Once I got my drink, I started to walk out to my car, passing the two people. I heard both of them stand up and start walking behind me without saying a single word. 
I then sped up, got into my car as fast as I could, and then locked all of the doors. Not even two seconds later, the woman then knocked aggressively on my driver's side window, essentially making me damn near piss myself. The man was right next to her with just a straight face, hands in his pockets, looking through the windows of my car as if he was searching for something that he wanted. I cracked the window like a centimeter so she couldn't fit her hand in or anything, and asked her if she needed anything, and then she told me to roll down the window some more. I just told her that it was really cold, so I'm going to keep it up. She then asked me if I could give them some money, and she seemed like she was insisting, not so much asking. I kind of just stumbled over with my words, and I told her that I paid with a gift card, and that I'm a pretty poor college student who didn't really have much cash. Which was true, but still, it sounded like an excuse. The man started to look confused and angry at me, and he yelled at me to get out of the car. That's when I noped the heck out of there and drove away as fast as I could. I'm really glad I got out of there, but they really scared the crap out of me. To be honest, I probably shouldn't have even talked to them at all, but lesson learned. So, a couple of years ago, I worked at a Starbucks. I have a lot of creepy stories from this Starbucks. Anyways, it was in a really interesting location. If you take a left out of the parking lot, you're in a high crime area. If you take a right, you're in an affluent area. Anyways, the incident occurred during a morning shift. I was working the window when this guy pulled up in his car. I tell him his total, hand him his payments, and then turn to hand him his drink. As I'm leaning out of the window, he just smiles and then says to me, You're cute enough to take. I'm now thinking, weird compliment, but whatever. When the smile slides right off of his face, it was just really creepy. So he drops the smile and instead of taking the drink like a normal human being and leaving, he then grabs my arm and pulls as hard as he can. This man is legit trying to pull me out of the drive through window and into his car. Immediately, I use my other arm to grab onto the side of the window and I start pushing myself away from him. The coworker that was standing next to me starts screaming and grabs me by the waist and pulls as hard as she can. Very fortunately, my arm pops out of his grasp and my coworker and I hit the ground. The creepy man speeds off. I don't know what his exact plans were, but whatever they were, I'm really glad they didn't work out. This doesn't sound so bad compared to some of the other stories on here, but it really shook me up and something about it just had all of the alarm bells going off in my head. This happened literally five minutes ago. My friend and I were sitting on a bench in the middle of town waiting for our rides. Her ride arrives and then she leaves, so now I'm all alone. I'd also like to add that I'm also a girl. The entire time we were talking, there was this guy standing on the corner near our bench. He looked like he was in his mid-fifties and he had a beer belly. After a few seconds after my friend leaves, the guy turns to me and starts walking over to the bench all the while saying, Hey, how are you? I immediately think nope and get up and walk away speedily. As soon as I do this, however, 
he says in an extremely defensive tone. My god, all I said was hello. There's a Starbucks nearby, so I decide to walk into the store. I then sit down and look out the window and immediately notice that he is walking into the store as well. And very fast, mind you. So I get up and tell the barista that this man is following me and I don't know what to do. As soon as I say those words, the only other person in the Starbucks besides the barista, a woman also in her 50s, whips around and very aggressively tells me that the man is her husband and she really doubts he's following me. I then go on to explain that I've had some really bad experiences before and he approached me in an unsettling way. But before I can even finish the sentence, she then repeats in the same tone quite loudly that she really doesn't believe that her husband was following me. At this point, the husband enters the store and then starts saying, All I said was hello, good God. And the woman is still yelling that it's her husband and she really doubts he was following me. At this point, I'm freaking out because I'm so overwhelmed by the two of them, especially the woman attacking me about the fact that he is her husband. So, I just leave. I decide to run out of the Starbucks and down the street to another store until my ride arrives. I know it doesn't sound like much, but it was just very jarring. I'm very young and a female, and I was alone. And to have the two of them yelling at me about how he's her husband and what's wrong with saying hello was just way too much for me. I have really bad anxiety, and to be honest, you just really never know the intentions of a stranger. Saying hello in that tone of a voice to a young girl on the street in the middle of the night if you're a 50-year-old male is very unsettling. I know this isn't your typical creepy story, but it was very unsettling for me. This particular incident took place over the spring of 2011 when I was about 15 or 16 years old. My friends and I frequented the local Starbucks and we had a really great time there. Most of the employees were really great. One of them named David was kind of odd. I didn't think too much of him and I always gave him the benefit of the doubt, even when my other friends called him creepy. My friends and I went there pretty quite often and like usual people, we had to go to the bathroom every once in a while. One day we were there for a really long time probably like four hours, and we noticed David going into the bathroom quite often. We didn't really think about it until about a month later when we saw an article online. Well, apparently David had put a camera into the bathroom and had been taking footage of young women and then putting it onto his computer. He would go into the bathroom about every hour and collect and download all of the footage. The police aren't really sure if he uploaded them onto the internet or even shared them at all. Unluckily for him, I'm severely lactose intolerant and many of those milk-filled lattes probably didn't make the most attractive photos, if you catch my drift. Anyways though, he was arrested and I haven't heard about him since. Just a little background. On the day this happened, I was with my girlfriend. I'm also female. We're both just under about 5 feet tall and maybe 100 pounds soaking wet. My point is, we're pretty tiny. But anyways, on to the story. On this particular day, it had been raining outside and it seemed like the perfect weather to stay curled up inside and watching some movies. One problem, however. 
no snacks. So my girlfriend and I decided to walk to the mini mart just down the street. As we're walking, we notice there is a man trailing some distance right behind us and he's muttering to himself, talking under his breath. At first, we really paid no mind. There's a fairly large number of homeless people in our area, and sadly, many have mental illnesses. We continued walking and noticed he was still behind us. Weird. We get inside the store and start picking out snacks, and I noticed he is standing right outside the store, peering in, staring directly at us. At this point, I'm a little worried now, but when we check out, he is no longer there, so I brush it off. Further down the street from the store, there happens to be a Starbucks, so we decide to stop and get some coffee before walking back to her house. The entire walk, I felt like we were being watched, and I just couldn't shake the feeling of the uneasiness. We walk into the Starbucks and order our drinks and sit down to wait. I look out the window, and there's that same guy again. He's across the street, but he's still staring straight at us. At this point, I'm totally freaking out now, and trying to tell my girl that this creep has been following us the whole time, but she insists that it's nothing. The next time I look up, the guy is inside the Starbucks and is staring at us with a look that I can only describe as totally predatory and hungry. I'm absolutely terrified at this point. We grab our drinks are getting ready to head out when he then yells out, Hey, there you are. Heads turn to see what the commotion is about me and he calmly says, That's my niece and daughter. I told them not to go anywhere without telling me. My girlfriend finally reacts at this point and then grabs my hand and we nope the heck out of there. We speed walk down the street hoping to put some distance between us before he can react. I turn back around and lo and behold, he's still following us. He's not chasing after us, he's kind of just sauntering in a way and has a really menacing look on his face. This guy was pretty well built and was close to six foot if I had to guess. If it came down to it, there was absolutely no way we could take him. We do the only logical thing that we can think of, and we start running. This is when he starts chasing us and then screaming out, Don't go! Don't you want to play with me? The road back to my girlfriend's house is pretty desolate with no houses for a few more blocks, and we're running away from the only area there would be people. At this point, he's gaining on us, and I think at any minute he will catch up to us, and that would be the end of us. The guy is maybe about 10 feet behind us when almost miraculously, we see a car coming straight down the street. We start running towards it, waving our hands and yelling trying to get this car to stop. It does, and we frantically start telling the driver that this guy is following us. The driver steps out of his car, and the would-be creep stops dead in his tracks. The driver stands protectively in front of us and says something along the lines of, Just walk away, buddy. You really don't want any trouble. The creep stares us down and then just gives us the creepiest smile I've ever seen. Then he shrugs his shoulders and walks back up the street. The driver insists on seeing us home and he trails behind us the rest of the walk until he sees we're safely inside. Thinking back, we really should have called the cops, but we were too scared to think straight. Thank God for good Samaritans. I shudder to think at what could have happened if that car had not stopped, or if this guy actually caught up to us.
I spent my first couple of years after high school just kind of wandering around and trying to figure out what to do next. I worked a lot of lame jobs and I regularly signed up for late night classes at a couple of different community college campuses. This meant that I spent a lot of time driving anywhere between half an hour to an hour to get to where I needed to go. And a lot of my commute took me to the parts of the city and the suburbs that I'd never seen before. Back then, everything felt way too big and complicated, and I was totally lost. But I absolutely loved coffee. I would always make time in my schedule to stop at It's a Grind or Starbucks, get a coffee, and read a little bit. I think it was because, no matter where I was, one of these shops always felt familiar to me. This was sort of my way of coping with growing up. Once when I was waiting for a friend to get off work, I stopped at a Starbucks I knew. When I first walked in, I noticed a girl who seemed really familiar. This would happen pretty often, and at the time, I figured I recognized her from campus, work, or even high school. She sort of smiled when she saw me, but other than that, we didn't really interact with one another. This location had a lot of space. There was a large lobby with five or six tables, a bar-style counter facing the window, and an outside eating area and even a few of those stuffed chairs. The girl I had first noticed sat at the table closest to the door, and I chose a smaller table by one of the windows, away from the other customers, but clearly visible by most. I don't really remember, but I probably just bought a mocha. When I sat down, I must have spread all of my stuff out because I remember the table being kind of cluttered. I really like to take notes even when I read, even just for fun. So I'll have a notebook, a pen, my book, and also my wallet and my phone on the table. I'm pretty single-minded, so when I read, I can get really into the zone. I lay my book on the table so that I can hunch over my notebook and take notes without losing my place on the page. Sometimes I'll lose track of my surroundings. This time, when I eventually looked up, I then realized that someone was watching me. Another guy had taken the table across from mine. He looked about my age with yellowish hair. I remember he was wearing jeans, which seemed really weird because it was still basically summer and was really hot out. He didn't have any drink, and it didn't really seem like he was going to order one. Once he saw that I had his attention, he started talking to me. He had asked me small stuff like what my name was, where I was from, and what I was reading. I was immediately creeped out, but I had always been inherently introverted, and at the time I was trying to span out and meet new people, so I talked to him. Eventually, he moved over to my table and talked about how he was new to the area. He asked where I was going after this, and when I told him, he said he was going in the same direction. He said that since he was new, he didn't really know any of the street names, but that he could find his way by landmarks and stuff. As hard as I was trying to be social, for some reason, I didn't feel comfortable giving him a ride. I told him I was planning on staying at the coffee shop for a couple of more hours because I was waiting for a friend. This seemed to bother him because he abruptly changed the subject, but eventually brought it back up yet again. We probably went on this for maybe half an hour. He would ask for a ride or ask which car was mine, and I would make up some excuse, and then we would talk about something else for a couple of minutes. We eventually ran out of things to talk about, so he started to look at my stuff some more. 
He looked at my notes, asked to borrow my pen, and at one point he even picked up my wallet and started looking through it. Back then, I was really non-confrontational, so rather than demand my stuff back, I started to slowly pack up whatever he wasn't messing with. Eventually, he decided he needed to go to the restroom, so I started putting everything away very quickly. At this point, that girl that I had recognized from earlier came over and asked if I was okay. I told her I was, but in hindsight, I probably looked very uncomfortable. She told me that I shouldn't give him a ride and that I should just ask him to leave me alone. She actually even stayed with me until he came back out, and she even told him to leave me alone herself. He kind of acted shocked and offended, but then he left the store. At that point, I probably should have left myself, but I decided to stay. I talked to the girl a little bit and went back to reading. After a while, a lady in her late 30s came into the Starbucks. She wore a low-cut blue dress and a lot of makeup. Her hair was styled. She sat down across from me and asked me if my name was Dean. I told her yes, and then she asked me if I could give that weird guy a ride. She actually offered to pay me $20 to give him a ride. I politely refused and I got up to leave, but when I got to the door, I looked outside and I saw that the guy was waiting right by my car. See, the thing is, I hadn't actually identified it to him, and this was a large grocery store parking lot. I looked back at the lady, and she was just staring at me. Rather than go confront him, I decided to sit across from the girl that I knew in a spot where I could watch the car. I didn't want to admit how nervous I was, so I didn't call the cops or attempt to bring any attention to my situation. Instead, I pretended to just read while I watched the guy. Eventually a security guard came up and asked him to move along. After that, I basically ran out to my car and drove straight home, making sure no one was following me. I don't really know what any of that was about or what he was trying to do but I'm really thankful for that one familiar face. This happened to me about a week ago. I found a summer job at our local supermarket about two weeks in. I got asked to work the late night shift, 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. I accepted since I was pretty in need of money and I never went to sleep early anyways. Everything was fine and dandy until about 3 a.m. when a shirtless, scarred-up guy came into the store. After lingering around the store for a while, he quickly came up to the counter, making intense eye contact with me. As I was about to ask him if he needed any help, he then said to me, Don't you dare move. I couldn't really hear him at first, so I asked him if he could repeat that. At that point, he got agitated and then yelled, Make another sound, and I'll slice you up. And in a very swift motion, he vaulted over the counter going to the alcohol section, trying to grab a bottle of whiskey. Thankfully, the owner has hit a baseball bat under the counter. The moment he turned his back to me, I took the bat and swung full force at his knee. He winced in pain and tried to get up. I held the bat up again, acting like I was going to hit him once more, just to see him pull out a homemade shiv of some sort. I let him get up, and the moment he got up, he swung his shiv at me, lightly lacerating my wrist. I pushed him back with my bat and ran out of the store and got out. The next day after, 
I decided to call the cops and showed them the security footage, but they haven't contacted me since. I think it's safe to say that I won't be working the late night shift again for a really long time. It was just way too creepy for me. This happened a really long time ago, so my recollection of this isn't going to be word for word, but here goes. I'm a teenager and me and my mother live alone. We live basically in the middle of nowhere. The nearest town is a little less than an hour away and the only things we have near us are a gas station and a bar. I know everyone who lives near me and we rarely ever see new people in our neck of the woods. So just seeing someone who isn't familiar is suspicious enough, so this was pretty creepy. A couple of years ago, it was the middle of the night and me and my mother are night owls. We like to be awake from that midnight to 6am time period that most people prefer to be sleeping during. My mother was watching TV in the living room and I was using the computer in the kitchen. The kitchen and the living room are basically connected, so I wasn't too far away from her, only a few feet. The front door leads right into the living room. It's a door with about nine windows, so it's pretty easy to see inside. My mom looked towards the door, and she said that she saw somebody staring at her through the window, and he was wearing a hood that obscured almost all of his face. My mom jumped, and she of course walked to the door and asked him what the heck he was doing. According to my mother, he looked pretty young, but she could barely see his face, so who really knows how old he was. The man said something along the lines of, uh, could you please help me with my car? In a tone that I could only describe as miserable and very off-putting. Even though it was dark out, there should have been enough light for her to see a car. But there was no car. The man was also holding his hands in his pockets pretty tight. My mother said no, but that she was sorry she couldn't help. This caused him to grip whatever it was in his pockets even tighter, so tight that it caused his arms to tremble. He stayed for a few more minutes and then it swiftly disappeared. Throughout the night, maybe one or two hours later, we thought that we had heard some slight weeping, but we didn't see anyone at any of our doors or windows. I might just be making assumptions here, but I can only assume it was a weapon that he was holding in his pockets. This was a really creepy experience, and it's safe to say he was probably going to lure my mother out of the house so he could do something sinister to her. About a year ago, there was a very small metal plate jammed between the front door strike plate and the piece that goes inside of it. I'm not really sure what it's called. We have zero idea where this metal plate came from, but the metal plate stopped our doors from locking, so I'm assuming it was put there so that somebody could get in later. These two situations are probably not related, but in hindsight, it really made me think about him because this was deliberately placed there by somebody, and we're not really sure why. Anyway, I'm just really glad we ended up being okay and nothing bad actually happened, but it's still pretty creepy. I lived alone on the fourth floor of an on-campus apartment building when I was in college. Early one morning, around 3am, I was awakened by a knock at my door. I got up half asleep and went to the door and peeked out of the peephole. There was a large guy standing on the other side of my door. 
I'd lived in the building for a while, and I knew my neighbors pretty well, but this guy was unfamiliar to me. I didn't open the door, but called out to the guy in the hall. What do you want? I need to use your phone. He answered. Dude, what? It's like 3am. I told him. Yeah, I know. My car is broke down outside. I need to use your phone. The guy said. I was still pretty blurry-eyed and foggy-headed, but something just seemed so weird about this guy, so I refused to open the door. The guy got frustrated saying he was in need and I was not being neighborly and nice. I still refused to open the door and then he started insulting me. Finally, after repeated refusals to open the door, he then left and I went back to bed. I didn't really think much of it until the next day when I was sitting in class going over the whole event in my head. It really struck me as very odd that this guy would choose my apartment to go to and ask for help. After all, I lived on the fourth floor in the middle of the hall. He didn't knock on any of the other doors, just mine. When he left my apartment, he didn't try any of the other neighbors. He just left the building. I realized at that moment that he had likely targeted me. If I had lived on the first floor near the doors, I might have let it go, but on the fourth? He had gone up four flights of stairs and halfway down the hall just to ask to use my phone? Yeah, right. The thought alone put a cold lump in my stomach, especially when I started to remember that there was a payphone in the lobby of the building. Even now, I get chills whenever I think about what might have happened if I had opened my door. I honestly almost did because around that age I always wanted to be liked. Fortunately my gut instinct won out and I'm here to tell the tale.